What's up, guys? We have a special edition today of the podcast. We are here today with my partners, Dean Lawton, Derek Williamson. I'm Alex McFadden. Today, we're going to break down to you exactly what happened with the stress test. This is big news because this is the first time we've actually seen a change in a positive direction from the government in the past, what, three, four years. So listen to the show today. We're going to explain to you exactly what happened, what it means, what's the history, who does it impact, and most importantly, what you need to know. So listen in, guys. If you like the podcast, make sure to leave us a comment, subscribe, send it to your friend, all of the above. We're doing this all for you. So listen to the show. Let us know what you think. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. What is going on, guys? So uh, we're back at the table midday here uh, because we had a lot of big news this week with regards to the stress test, the change. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened, what's the history, what do you need to know, what is the impact on people. And I think most importantly, the reason that we're sitting here today having this conversation and doing this podcast live in the middle of the day is because it is so important and impactful. And we're getting questions all day right now from our existing clients, from our partners, from the public about what does this actually even mean? Bringing out questions about exactly what is a stress test. So super excited. I'm here today with uh, Derek Williamson, Dean Lawton, Alex McFadden here with Thrive Mortgage Co. And uh, yeah, super excited. I'll put smiles on our face. <laughs> Wake up. Uh, exactly what we want to be doing is uh, chatting about this stuff. So uh, boys, let's let's dig in a little bit here. I mean, we were just sitting down here chatting over coffee about what exactly, like, how do we even start here and where do we even go? But I think to start off is probably just what happened and uh, what's uh, what exactly this this means. So Derek, take the lead, buddy. I'm just going to start off by talking about what the stress test actually is so that people can kind of grasp that. And then if you guys want to dive into the change. So the stress test is essentially, uh, it's a qualification rate. So... The stress test is currently set at 5.19%. That is not the interest rate that you are paying. You're going to get roughly a 2.79 as an example, but we have to qualify you at 5.19, which is the benchmark rate. The reason for that is the federal government wants to make sure that people are in a position that they will actually qualify if interest rates were to increase. Obviously, it's a drastic jump. It makes a huge, huge difference in qualification, having to stress test every mortgage application um, that closes in Canada. And the recent changes is the government has actually uh, agreed to decrease that qualifying rate from 5.19. Um, Alex, you want to dive into what's their change? Yeah. Yeah. So now you guys get the idea of the stress test. A crazy idea. I mean, first and foremost, to put that in place to be 2% above the rate that's set by the Bank of Canada or whatever. It's a whole bunch of crazy metrics for different stress tests. I think it's important to also note, just to repeat what you were mentioning there on the stress test, is that this whole concept was put in place to actually cool down the housing market and it's done the opposite. And and uh, leading into what the changes are, we'll talk a little bit about what we think that's going to look like. Just before we get too far, this stress test again, the change was primarily, again, impacting people who are putting down less than 20%. Very important to restate that just because, again, uh, this isn't for someone who's refinancing or renewing their mortgage. I've had a lot of our clients asking about that. So I want to just restate that again and just make sure to make that a, uh, a point of our conversation. So what exactly happened on, um, I guess this would have been Tuesday now. So Tuesday, February 18th is that 
the government changed the policy uh, about essentially how you qualify for a mortgage when you're putting down less than 20%. And this doesn't impact just first-time buyers. This impacts everybody buying a home with mortgage insurance. Um, instead of using the benchmark rate, which was kind of a hoax as it is, is because that was set by... It was set by the Bank of Canada. I mean, or not, sorry, not by the Bank of Canada, by, by the big five banks. So how crazy is that? So what they did is they took the, the, the most common posted rate of the big five banks and they said, okay, you got to qualify based on this posted rate, which is kind of insane because it's really an arbitrary number and it doesn't necessarily go up and down with the market and what's actually happening in the market, right? Yeah. So it will be, essentially, we'll figure that out week by week. That could, that will change week by week. Well, the new, what the that new one, rate. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, the, the original one was based on the big five banks. Right, yes, yes. The new rate, yeah, that's where things get fun. What Dean kind of alluded to right off the bat is we're going to have a weekly breakdown of what is the median, not average, what is the median interest rate, and we have literally no idea as to how they're determining are they looking at just banks? Are they looking at just credit unions whatever? But anyways, they're taking that median interest rate and they're adding 2% to that. And that's the rate that they're using to qualify you. So today, as an example, we use this example in the video we posted and on our blog, which we'll post below as well. We took the rate of 2.89, which is what you're seeing with a lot of the main banks right now for like a five-year fixed mortgage. We added 2% to that. So you'd actually be qualifying off of 4.89% instead of 5.19, which obviously is an improvement. It's a good thing. Um, but I, I think that's that's like the most important thing people need to know is that you're no longer qualifying off a quote unquote benchmark rate set by the big banks in Canada. Now what you're doing is you're taking what's actually a real interest rate, adding 2% to that, and that's what we're using to find your payment. Anything else to add to that fact right there? I think like, well, what, what would that actually do for somebody? Like what type of a difference would that make when it comes to mortgage qualification? Because all of this, the basis of all of this is mortgage qualification. How much can you actually borrow based on conventional lending guidelines? So in that example, 2.89, so you have to qualify at 4.89. We ran an, an example of roughly $500,000 of financing. And in that scenario, uh, if you were to decrease the qualifying rate from 5.19, which it's currently set at, down to 4.89, it would get you an extra roughly seventeen dollars to $18,000 of financing, which is about 3.5%. So yes, it's beneficial. It's not a huge change. It might get you into a slightly nicer place, which is obviously helpful. Yep. Um, but I don't, think that, I don't think that the change is going to make as big of an impact as the government thinks that it would. Oh, yeah, also keep in mind these changes were announced this week. However, they don't come into effect until April. Yeah. So if you're making an offer right now, it, it actually might not have any impact for you, depending on when your your mortgage closes. And, and honestly, to add to that, so I don't know if uh, everyone caught this part, but um, they're actually open to, I don't, I don't want to call it suggestions, but there's a questioning period up until I believe March 6th. So what that means is even though they've made this suggestion, I think the reality is we could see some slight tweaks and changes by that March 6th deadline, which could be put into place and implemented by time April 6th hits. I think as a whole, it's probably not going to you know, change much more than potentially figuring out how they find that average rate or some basic questions around that. Like, you know, the spread between a low end interest rate today and, and a high end on the same type of product is literally a half percent. So 
are they when they say median where are they where are they getting those numbers i mean that's a big question for me but yeah most importantly i think right off the bat i'd say for most of our clients this isn't something that i would recommend waiting for no right in fact i know we talked about this earlier i would say don't wait for it because what's going to happen is if people have an extra 15 20 dollars to qualify for it's just going to increase the price points mm-hmm. yeah that we, much faster yeah so i would agree with that for sure so so with that in mind um we want to kind of spend a little bit of time just running through a little bit of a history of the stress test we're gonna get, we're gonna get really exciting stuff here as always but we want to dig the reason that we're going a little bit into the history i mean we're not going to break down every single thing that's ever occurred is just to kind of give people an idea as to what exactly uh they're doing where we came from and where we're at today one of the biggest challenges that that i face on a day-to-day basis is trying to explain to people that bought a home five years ago or got a mortgage maybe longer ago than that and haven't actually qualified. Maybe they renewed their mortgage a few times that, oh, all of a sudden I can only do, let's say a 25 year amortization instead of a 30 year, or why am I paying a higher interest rate when I do a 30 versus a 25? Or why can't I qualify for that money? I had no problem five, seven, 10 years ago and I made way less money. Like this is crazy. And I think the reality is, is like, this is, this is what people have been asking for, pushing for when they've been asking for reduced house prices. In my opinion, where this benefits people the most is in a lot of smaller uh, towns, just like that failed government program with the, the down payment. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, <laughs> the, so when it comes to the, the government program around first-time buyer, incentives i mean i i read a stat yesterday only 284 people have actually used that program since it was released in the entire country so i think that's a obviously not 84 people out of how many thousands and thousands of first-time buyers use this program it's wild yeah so clearly it hasn't i wouldn't call that a success by any means i think it it you know, just looking at how when the first change happened with the stress test, we first were introduced to the stress the stress test in October 2016, and there's been a lot of variations to it since then. So, um, you know, the first release was like I said, October 2016. We then saw another change to the stress test one year later, in October of 2017. And, um, and then it continued to evolve from there where what, what in the industry we called, uh, it was called the B20 guidelines, which was officially introduced in, in 2017 in October. And then that's when we started even more restrictions to, um, insured mortgages and non-insured mortgages, which, um, you know, you would consider, uh, an insured mortgage would be a CMHC mortgage, uh, and how you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of lenders would actually insure mortgages with CMHC or Genworth behind the scenes. So the, you, you wouldn't necessarily pay for it, but it was what we called a back-end insured mortgage, which allowed us to get uh, better interest rates and, and, and just have overall better qualification options where that was taken away from us in, in 2017. So there's some, a lot of changes that people don't realize behind the scenes that actually really impacted the, the, the overall market when it came to refinancing renewals and so these are a lot of these are a lot of changes that we've yeah haven't been highlighted putting that in context for a lot of people that are listening it, to a lot of people this is basically a second language or or they're not not even a second language like another language the foreign uh english if you will but at the end of the day 
since 2015 to 2016, when the market really started heating up, it, the government intervention has been non-stop, non-stop. And they've been looking for ways to find, I think what they've been doing is trying to find a way to make the, the market fair and equitable for most people and most home buyers. But they've actually done the opposite in many situations and, they, and they've caused negative impact for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, because of the changes in the mortgage insurance guidelines and the stress tests and all that stuff, they've reduced the ability for a lot of people to take on investment properties or they made it more challenging. It's still very possible. It's something we work on all day, every day, but you have to be 10 times as creative to get there and much more prepared, which we obviously do. That said, that's reduced housing supply, which has increased rent prices, which again, in turn, increases, increases if I could speak the English, <laughs> increases prices everywhere else. So it just seems like government intervention in every shape or form is just messing things up but this is probably I will, i'll go ahead and say like this is probably the best thing we've seen or most positive thing we've seen um in in a few years yeah. now yeah and i personally think this is going to be an ongoing battle forever yeah. right with the government because there's a there's a large group our industry is very involved um in these government changes and and we definitely voice our opinion and there's a big group of i think 50 uh mortgage professionals that actually were in parliament in ottawa yesterday um, meeting in regards to the stress test and um, and similar factors. And they are pushing for three changes going forward. Whether they happen or not, we don't know yet. Um, but there's a strong uh, cause behind it. So those three changes that we're looking for, uh, number one is actually removing the stress test completely from renewals. So what that means is if somebody qualified for their mortgage five years ago with no stress test and they're coming up for renewal now and they no longer qualify because it's stress tested, that means that they're restricted, they're handcuffed to that lender. So that lender that they're with can charge them, you know, not the best rate and they don't have the options to move because they're no longer qualifying. So that's one big thing that I 100% agree with is removing the stress test completely from renewals. What you will see is if you're trying to borrow more money at renewal, you're going to be stress tested no matter what because it's a requalification. Yeah, that's a key one it, to be, you will most likely be offered a renewal rate. When your mortgage comes up for renewal, you will most likely be offered a rate that's quite a bit higher than the market. And that's just to keep you with that lender because those lenders are going to know that you probably did you, there's a good chance you don't qualify for that mortgage now based on the stress test. That, and I think a lot of people just they don't think that they should shop at time of renewal. The lender sends them a renewal agreement and they sign it and send it back um, without actually thinking or getting a second opinion. And I'm sure the banks are very successful. Probably 75% of their active mortgages just renew, yep. right? And they, they renew into a higher rate. So that's the first change that uh, our industry is proposing. The second one is uh, extending amortization for all first-time buyers to 30 years. So currently, anybody in Canada, if you're buying with less than 20% down, the maximum amortization, so the life of the loan, is 25 years. So the goal of this would be just for first-time buyers, doesn't matter what your down payment is, 5 to 50 um, and upwards, uh, the amortization would be 30 years, which is going to help you qualify for quite a bit more. Yeah, and believe it or not, other than the the recent first-time homebuyer incentive program that came out, there really isn't anything that incentivizes first-time homebuyers, right, currently, other than that poor program that we mentioned, only 284 people have taken advantage of. So this is something I think would be would be great. I think it's much needed for, 
yeah. for, for first-time home buyers. Yeah, I mean, uh, just a little quick revision for people who don't know or jumping into it. Property transfer tax in BC is waived if you're a first-time buyer. There's the exemption, $35,000 you can borrow from your RSP if you haven't owned a home in four years or you're a first-time buyer. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, that's not a whole lot to get people in the home. What we've found consistently time and time again is that people that own a home have more money. Uh, flat out, they're better off than those who can't get in. And so why not get these people in the door and help them out? I think that's a no-brainer. So positive news in my opinion very very positive and when i say there isn't any incentive there's just no incentive for qualification there's nothing that's helping a borrower a first-time home buyer qualify for more um the last change that was proposed yesterday and ongoing is actually reducing the stress test from two percent above your rate which we talked about down to 0.75 which i think is much more realistic and reasonable that's even a pretty drastic jump um so those are the three propositions essentially is removing stress tests from all renewals, extending amortization to 30 years for first time buyers only, no matter the size of the down payment, and then reducing the stress test from 2% to 0.75 above your actual rate. Yeah, I think that makes uh, all those things are going to make a lot of sense. Right now, we've got the uh, mortgage professionals of Canada lobbying for those changes. So uh, good luck to those guys out there doing that. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, a lot of people don't even know what the heck a mortgage broker is. Uh, but just keep in mind, like we are generally lobbying behind the scenes for our buyers. Uh, it's funny enough, I got a message uh, here uh, from a client who is uh, just while we were chatting about this, just saying, hey, they want to work with us. They're excited to learn all this stuff. But what are we charging? Guys, we don't charge any money to help you out. Uh, it's uh, it's paid by by your lender who's making more than enough money off the interest that you guys are paying. So let's let's get you a little bit more of that back in your pocket, um, guys. Special edition stress test. Anything else to add? Just a reminder: if you are up for renewal, talk to us. Yeah, and don't overthink this stress test change. Like it's yeah. not it's not yeah massive. it's not a bad it's not um, all bad. But if you're pre-approved, might be a pretty good idea to go back and if you chat with your broker or your banker, whoever, call us and we can give you a second opinion to see if this is going to help you or not. Boom. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, watching today and uh, hope you have an awesome rest of your Thursday. Talk to you all soon.